Lord. <laughs> so y'all, when I tell you we just got on here together, we have not discussed the show at all. This is we just gonna go straight from watching the episode to talking. Normally we discuss it a little bit. Not today. You Not get today. real rap raw over here. <laughs> <laughs> real rap raw. Real rap raw. This this episode, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> From beginning to end, but wait, before we dive in, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to apologize to our podcasters. Mm-hmm. I realize I haven't been posting on our on our socials. Mm. That's on me. Mm. I was going through some thangy things. That's on me, baby. <laughs> I just want to let everybody that listens, all the folks a part of the hive, I got 82 on my final. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I know we usually keep it strictly insecure, but I was very insecure about the grade that I was potentially receive on this. <laughs> it counts. It counts. It counts. It counts for sure. But we're going to be back in full circle. Um, we've definitely still been posting episode after episode. So please follow us on the gram, Changing Faces Podcast. Yeah. Follow Pretty Nikki on the gram. And that's yeah. N-I-C-I. You already know what time it is. Well, I know. And follow the boy just underscore a woods. I still think it should be debonair air, but that's you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's all good, but that's not what y'all came here for. Y'all came right. here for us the to talk about this episode. <laughs> okay, Aaron, tell me what's your thoughts. I'm a, I'm gonna let you start this time. <laughs> Look, I think off the rip, this episode was. The best episode of all season. But Facts. I think we expected these last two episodes to be that. Mm-hmm. I think earlier in the season, there was a lot of buildup. There was a lot of kind of backstory on mm-hmm. some of the characters and their development. And I think these last two episodes are like the test. It's mm-hmm. like to say, okay, these characters have all come so far in their own respect mm-hmm. that this was the episode or the start of the end of like, hey, like, where are they going to go from here? Mm-hmm. How are they going to take all the things they learned about themselves and all the growth and maturity and how are they going to go apply that and move forward here with everything going on? All the different real challenges because to be honest, like, each character in some facet has had their own challenges, right? Like, they've all encountered something along the way, but at least for Issa, her real challenge hasn't happened yet. Because yeah, she has been able to avoid Lawrence for yes. most of this time now. Until <laughs> Lawrence was, you know, he was doing his thing in San Fran. He was in LA, but he wasn't really around. They didn't have too many events, and of course, this event would be the one that literally brings everyone out. Everybody. And, and to me, I just it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. So my initial reactions was just episode was start to bottom. It was ripping and roaring. Mm-hmm. There were so many surprises, so many good scenes, so many just background scenes, good stuff, crazy stuff, bad stuff. It was a mix of everything in there. Yeah. And I'm just still trying to figure it all out. So forgive me as this serves as my rough draft as I start figuring <laughs> out in my mind what's going on here but overall it, it's gonna get crazy this this last episode Issa just go ahead and give us 45 of them things okay I'm saying, I'm saying 
at least 45. We only asked him for 15 more minutes. 15. I really want to know who wrote this episode because when I tell you, I have never laughed out loud as much as I have on this episode. Mm-hmm. There were so many moments, whether it was the acting or the writing or the nonverbals that literally had me screaming in this living room. Okay, with the Trader Joe's water? Okay. Oh. <laughs> you got money. <laughs> Only the alkaline water, you know, yes. got to stay hydrated out here. <laughs> yes, got to stay hydrated. <laughs> but no, seriously, this um this episode had me screaming. Now, you know how loud I laugh. So you can just imagine, I kept cackling just from like little small things from Amal and this guy that he just literally wifed up so quick. Like I need him to teach me his ways. How sway? How that quick is this your man's? Like they was real comfortable too, but it was just so many moments from uh, Molly and Torian with that edible. Mm-hmm. Like when Dro came and her reaction, I mm-hmm. screamed. Like, it's just so many moments. Um, And then when, uh, shoot, when when she was talking to Dro and he was like, yeah, your guy seems nice. And she's like, who him? And he was right there. Eric, I lost it. Like, I kept cackling throughout this whole episode. I just, I loved it. I don't even know where to begin, but it was just, to me, this was the funniest episode this season. To me, because I was screaming. Nah, 100% agree. The whole time, I was actually talking. And, like, usually I watch in silence. I don't mm-hmm. know if that, I think, is that normal when you, by yourself, you watch the silence? But I was Sometimes talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was legit, like, watching, and I was literally cracking up, same as you, talking to the screen. Yes. <laughs> Just being like, damn, that's word. That's <laughs> <Right>. word. <laughs> but I was really like involved like this episode. But because there's so much that happened, let's just go in chronological order because I feel like if we try to hop around, we just gonna go off on different tangents. But <laughs> I was cracking up from the first scene because I was it almost started out the same way Issa's future visions were starting out in the other episodes because i feel like it was the same uh apartment or whatever they were doing or one of the dreams she had it Mm -hmm. seemed like very similar so when they're walking through i'm like is she seeing things again (laughs) is this this actually happening um but it seemed like okay they they real comfortable they real Mm -hmm. cozy they seem excited genuinely Mm -hmm. um and then of course the dude was like oh i sold this already (laughs) literally set the set the tone for how funny the episode was gonna be and i'm like is this foreshadowing they don't need to go ahead and do this move together like just you know just 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 say the word and as much as i don't care for nathan i don't think that his reactions were necessarily as far left as it may seem in the episode like i think you'd naturally be agitated by like your whoever you're dating their ex being in the same room especially knowing like the circumstances and how it kind of ended on kind of like a not on a negative but just kind of like more like a pause basically but I felt like he handled it 
hopefully a little bit better than most would even even until the end like i don't know i i can't say that i'm i'm upset at his reaction i think lawrence's timing was a little off kind of like she said like right here right now that's when we gotta do this um but i don't know i don't even know where to start with this episode so of course i start with the end but like that to me that was kind of like the biggest moment of of everything that that occurred on the show so um um but yes so I thought we was going to go in chronological order, but you want to get to it, so we going to get to it. I, I did y'all like Instagram. <laughs> you going to get whatever order I give you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so to that point, I mean, look, I think Issa, I, I, to your point, I have my feelings about Nathan. I'll see Lawrence High till I die. You already know the vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will, I will agree with you. I do think he handled it way better than I anticipated, at least for that time being. Um, I think it's always awkward when you are around someone else's ex, uh, whether or not you know any kind of background or information on that person. And Mm -hmm. I I forget how much Nathan really knows about him, except outside of that argument they had like two seasons, a season or so ago, whatever it was. But with all that being said, it's one of those things where you could tell like, it's it's a male bravado like bravado where it's like you gotta posture yourself around that dude too, and you know Lawrence he he was he was poking the bear man <laughs> man was poking he was definitely poking the bear and it started off about some barbecue. <laughs> what is that all that Houston is known for is barbecue? Because I feel like that conversation comes up so much with Nathan. Um and then bad laws, um. As far as the governor just being terrible person, um, okay. COVID, COVID being wildly in the air out there, yeah, uh, all of the above. Um, James Harden going to all the strip clubs out there. Okay. <laughs> um, but strip clubs—they know for strip clubs. Oh, you know, I didn't know. Um, the Alamo. <laughs> Remember the Alamo? Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. But um, no, nah, but I think. It's one of those things where you're around another dude, and I think Nathan was already bothered by him, right? But it seemed yeah. like he was going to keep it friendly for the sake of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And all it took, like, Lauren, you could even tell, like, even to your point about the just the emotions and just how, like, they're the acting mm-hmm. in certain scenes by just facial expression. You could tell Lawrence, like, could have left it at that. Yep. And then he took a little pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, like, well, you know, he let the petty set in real quick. Like, I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Here we are. We're here now. Exactly. But I just to that point, I just think it's so funny that each character has their own perception of each other. Like, so Issa has a perception on Lawrence and Condola's situation Mm -hmm. with their kid and everything. And Lawrence has this whole perception on Nathan and Issa because mm-hmm. they don't know each other like that. Well, I'm not saying they don't, know, they don't speak to each other anymore. And yeah. it's not like their friends are sharing information about each other like that either. Right. So I think it's just interesting how Issa looks at them. And she's like, damn, this is happy family. They're back together. Like mm-hmm. that just seems to be her assumption in her mind about how everything's going on there. And then on Lawrence's side, 
he sees Nathan, Nathan and Issa, and she's laughing, she's glowing, she mm-hmm. you know having a good time. It seems like they're getting together, and you know, being that she went back to Nathan, and he already know they had history. It seems like something that like to him is like it's in like a decent space. When I say yeah. that, I mean it's like he's weathered some storms at least. So yeah. this may be a lot stronger of a relationship than he anticipated, right? Right. So that that's where that whole thing for me, where it looked real awkward and how that whole situation was developing. But I will say as Nathan handled it, took it on the chin, then like he he kept his position where he ain't looked like, you know, like no punk. Yeah. But at the same time, until like he was actually provoked, then it was like, all right. And I feel like even in that end, in the end of the situation, he had to make a move. Cause anytime you see that going on and y'all off to the side. <laughs> right. And already looks sus, he ain't do nothing wrong there. And I think now, you know, Lawrence, he he big brave now. So he letting it all spill because because Chad done poked the bear on him. <laughs> I mean, it was a necessary poke that Chad gave him. It was. But is, is it too little too late is the question. Yeah, that's literally what I was thinking in my head. I was singing JoJo earlier. <laughs> you know, it's just a little too late. <laughs> you would. <laughs> but yeah, it is just so crazy. Yeah, it I was. I was cracking up because I didn't know if that was going to be the mild violence that Insecure uh prefix the episode with. <laughs> yes. I didn't know if it was gonna be that or if it was gonna be uh Nathan's homie talking about we'll give him a different type of fade. Right. I was like, all right, relax. Like you can't even find your keys, but you're gonna find your way in a fight. Like it's not like Lawrence was going Lawrence brought his boys there to jump him. He ain't need you. Like, brother, relax. Relax. We got enough black on black violence as it is. Like, chill. Yeah. But I did think that was funny, though. I actually truly thought that that was going to be where the mild violence ensued. I right. thought his, his homie was going to run around. They was going to jump him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's... <sighs> I, I mean, like I said, I feel like um, I feel like Nathan handled it very well. And I feel like... Uh, I think Lawrence didn't think that their relationship was as serious as it was until he heard him say that they was going to be looking at places. I feel like Lawrence was like the rest of us. How did we get here so quickly? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we too did not think their relationship was that serious. So I feel like when it came around, Lawrence was like, hold up, hold, hold the phone. Like you ain't telling me that like my opportunity is gone. And I think because he kind of looked at Nathan kind of like we did, like a, a space filler, he just like, you don't have to take this dude serious, which is why I feel like he had the uh, the gall to say everything that he said to Issa in the way in which he did. But, I mean, once again, there's a time and a place for everything. I don't think that that was a time nor the place, personally. Um. Or, or even in that setting, like, you know, can I, can I talk to you? Can I pull you to the side for a minute? But just to like, kind of spring it on her and to, to not be aware of your surroundings that Nathan ain't standing right there while you, you know, confess your love to her. I'm glad he did it. I am glad he did it. I just wish it wouldn't have been like in the middle of the party, uh, 
you know, Tiffany, it, it made the moment less about Tiffany and Derek and more about, you know, mess. Yeah. And I it's, agree. and I feel like it's going to fall on Issa, but in this situation, Issa didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Right. And, and I agree with you. Um, I do think, I wish it was at a better place. And I also think that Issa does have this perception. I mean, before obviously growth and all that, that she could be selfish at times and things could kind of be about her or self-centered, not mm-hmm. in the sense of like, I need the attention, but more mm-hmm. of like, I just do my own thing. And like, if my problem is going on right now, it's the biggest problem in the room. Yeah. So that, that kind of felt like she was uh, resorting back to that when it wasn't necessarily her fault. It just mm-hmm. kind of how things played out. So I agree with you that of course it should like been at a better situation, but I almost say like, I don't know if he was going to have another chance because True. One, she called him, ain't calling back, didn't pick up her call. Clearly, she was like, it was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. And I feel mm-hmm. like Issa's the type of person where she was avoiding it and didn't have to be in the oh, same yeah. rooms as him. Huh? I said, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So she, being that she wasn't in the same space, she had to think about it. So it was almost like, I do this a lot, too, like out of space, out of mind, like, if something's not necessarily around you or is not like hitting you up or you're not seeing that person or whatever the case is, you can mm-hmm. easily forget about them and not have to think about it. Yeah. Um, so I think with, with what she had for Lawrence and all these feelings, she was sort of avoiding that situation. So yeah. as much as like, it wasn't cool for it to go down the way it did, especially at someone else's party. I also felt like Lawrence had to do that then and there, because I don't think, he would be able to have a chance to run into her at another, another time, another mm-hmm. place. So it had to happen in that space, and it did happen, and it is what it is. But to your point, wish it happened earlier, wish it happened somewhere else, but mm-hmm. it was necessary as ugly as it kind of played out. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I feel like, well, I guess I can wait for predictions later, but... I don't know. Since it's it's kind of like necessary to what we're talking about now, but it leaves me to feel like I think it was Davia who said it that she's probably going to pick herself in the end, and mm. neither one of the guys, um, just because of how like she was torn between the two after the fight situation. Um, which, by the way, Torian in the fight situation totally cracked me up. I was trying not to laugh, but it was so funny. If you go back and watch it the stuff that he was saying, like, it was just like random ad libs, but it was so daggone funny. But I just felt like Issa was kind of put at a crossroads because she knows she's not, she might be happy with Nathan, but she's not fulfilled with Nathan. Mm. And I feel like she knows she would be fulfilled with Lawrence. Right. It, it, it is a slippery slope. And to be honest, like she put on a, a real defiant face in talking to Lawrence. And I felt like it's one of those things where she was confronted with it. And I feel like she was trying to act like she didn't feel the same way. And mm-hmm. of course, like things are going really well with Nathan. And it seems as if she was like really trying to focus in on that. And this kind of disrupted everything for her. So mm-hmm. she was trying to be strong in the sense of like, oh, like, you know, that was a mistake, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And I feel like at the time it sounded like a good argument. And then when 
Laura started pushing that button <laughs> about, you know, are you happy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just reminded me of the T.I., um, why you want to, is you happy? Is you happy? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, ooh, because then you could tell she was wavering a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's when Nathan popped up. Yeah. Um, and then she like, as soon as he popped up, she tried to dismiss it, try to run away from it. And he's like, <laughs> that's what would crack me up. Laura's like, nah, we having a conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm loving the fight. I'm gonna be honest. Like, we've been waiting on this from Nate, or we've been waiting on this from Lawrence for so long that I'm glad that he wasn't passive about it either. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, it's nothing, it's no big deal. Like, nah, we having a conversation. Like, and I uh, I'm watching actually I got it on mute and I'm watching this exact scene right now. But I uh, <sighs> Again, is it too little? Is it too late? I don't think it's ever... This is my theory on life. I don't ever think it's ever too late. Because people divorce, people move on, people make decisions left and right at the drop of a hat. And I don't even think Nathan and her is that deep. Like, yeah, like, in theory, right? They trying to live together, trying to get place, but like... Nowadays, that that ain't even that deep no more. People shacking up before they even get down the road. Do they really want that, or are they just going through the motions? I think it's a a combination in the sense of, I think Issa wants that kind of stability um, in a partner, in the sense of just like consistency from someone showing her love, all that stuff. So I think part of her does want to be able to live with somebody and share their space. All right, we back. Technical difficulties. <laughs> and we back. Um, I think the last thing we were saying was the. Uh... Oh, I was I was talking about um, Issa putting on a defiant face. Mm. Um, mm. So where I where I'll pick up from there. Um, so yeah, so I thought in in that last scene she put on like a good, you know. She stayed strong until the end, and our man's was super persistent. Like, nah, we having this conversation. So, mm-hmm. I thought ultimately, like, we all know that Nathan and Issa's relationship is on some some shaky ground, mm-hmm. and I think we were kind of led to believe by this episode early on that they had kind of come in and they were stronger than ever, just because mm-hmm. of the way they were looking at places, the way they was vibing conversations they were having and then even Mm -hmm. when they first got to the party and they was you know talking about it and kelly was like oh y'all cohabitating um we were led to believe that they was on more solid foundation which was not yeah not at all (laughs) but but speaking of some solid foundation can we get into the growth of molly yet again again big time again uh, freaking Dan. <laughs> Shout out to the growth of Molly for being open and honest and transparent. Um, I I love it. I, I love it. It's funny how she slipped up at work when he got offered partner. She was like, if y'all don't get in here and hug this man, I got so weak. Like, yes, yeah, you got real comfortable real quick and forgot where you was. Yeah. I, I like them. I like that, like, 
even when he brought the edibles to the party that she didn't make him feel weird about it or, you know what I'm saying? She, she didn't like, you know, old Molly would have made a bigger deal out of things than what they were. Right. But I love that we got to see like a more like relaxed, let your hair down version of Molly at this thing as well. Um, but I, I'm, I'm so happy that we get to see the growth moment of like her telling him how she feels how, you know, even with her interaction with Dro, how it wasn't like as awkward as it could have been. Mm. And how even she was just like, you know, do you want to talk about it? Like what's, what's, what's T, you know what I'm saying? And even when it came to Tori and how she was just completely honest, like, yeah, he had open marriage. We used to mess around, Uh, you know, that kind of thing. There were no secrets. There was nothing. She held back nothing. And I feel like that. And then also out of everybody in that party, with the exception of Torian, she was the only one who intervened into that fight. And I'm like, you got a room full of men, men that are close to Lawrence that could have stepped up and been like, hold on, you know what I'm saying? Any of the above. But it was Molly. And I feel like the only reason why Torian was in it was because Molly jumped in it. But Molly, yet again, being a good friend, and then even after the fact, didn't make Issa feel bad about anything, because again, it necessarily wasn't Issa's fault, per se. Right. But for her to even still, you know, check in. Are you okay? Everything all right? Mm. Molly, she getting friend of the friend of the year award this season. <laughs> yeah, she um I would definitely say award. if there was a she got most improved player of the year. Absolutely. Um uh, she might get the teammate award too that they get out mm-hmm. in the NBA now. Um Miss Congeniality, <laughs> give her all the awards. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I that whole thing, man, like consistent and I think We've been waiting for Molly, and maybe not saying that out loud, but subconsciously, we've been waiting for Molly to have her moment where she goes back, like, mm-hmm. or she resorts back to her old ways. And selfishly for me, I'm like, this Molly thing is too good. Like, something's going to happen. Or she's going to find a way to ruin it. And I think and this is a good, I like the fact that her character is playing out the way it is, because I think a lot of times we feel as if, um, we are we are too good, or sorry, we we aren't good enough to receive, you know, love and and things oh, yeah. that we deserve because we've had such bad experiences or mm-hmm. you know whatever the case is. So it's kind of refreshing seeing that Molly, even though like yes, her character still isn't perfect, she still has her her uh, you know imperfections, but. At the same mm-hmm. time, she's being dealt certain hands in life and things are kind of being thrown at her. And still, it's not knocking her off her pivot where, in some cases, she might resort to the old her. She's staying mm-hmm. strong and she's kind of holding on to what she has going on now and seeing the bigger picture. Where her being patient and her trusting herself and her instincts mm-hmm. um, are actually allowing her to really be herself and enjoy um, herself around other people because I think a yeah. lot of times she would overthink things or think too deep and that was part of the reason why some of her relationships didn't work in the first place uh, mm-hmm. because she was trying to telegraph everything and trying to play everything out before it actually yeah. happens and in some cases sometimes you just gotta let it roll and I think that's why her taking the edible was like a perfect thing because like again this wasn't like a, a lawyer meeting or like a conference or anything like that but yeah. it was, you know she's had friends and 
she wanted to make sure that Torian was comfortable because this is the first time they're meeting him, like in these circumstances as them as like together. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny to me because I still think Torian's like a square in some ways. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, like even his fit in my mind, I'm like, bro. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> yeah, the blazer on, like it was some business casual drink, and right. that reminded me of the the thing that's been trending on Twitter, the business casual fits we used to wear to the club. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, he got toned it down, but I feel like more and more they get together, he's gonna get a little more comfortable. But yeah, and then the fact when he was like, oh, you brought us a gift, and he was like, uh, <laughs> this <is> trash. <laughs> I think that's so weird, and then it made sense. I was like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, it was weird, but I didn't know if it was something. Like, I thought, like, I the first thing I thought of, and I knew it wasn't it, was, he got raped? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, a very small, awkward-sized box. Like, what could you have brought? Yeah. Like, There's kids and stuff here. Nah. I- but it, it lets you, it, it goes to show you that, like, even though he presents as a square, he also has, like, another side to him that we hadn't seen. Like, you think about the serious lawyer, you know, just made partner, you wouldn't necessarily think that he'd be the guy to bring edibles to the party or that he was the one who was selling Adderall to all his, uh, you know, his classmates. So, you know, like you said, everybody has a past. But what I loved about that interaction between Molly and Torian is I think sometimes when, especially when we've experienced such like, not ideal situations with love or, you know, not ideal situations, period, when it comes to dating, how, like, I feel like sometimes we'd be afraid that people won't meet us where we are. So it's kind of hard to just, like, kind of lay all your cards on the table and just be yourself in that setting. And so when she admitted that, like, the fact that everything was going so well between the two of them scared her, I love that he didn't get intimidated by that or wasn't, like, you know, like, oh, she tripping or, you know what I'm saying? Like he mm. didn't downplay it. It was just more like a, no, nah, I mean, like we, we all go through things and like, you know, he, he basically met her where she was, which I feel like Molly has kind of been needing. And I feel like that's when you really get like the best of relationships when you don't have to put on a front for anybody, but you can be your honest self and somebody accepts that and, and, you know, doesn't use it against you. Right. Either. No, I, I don't know. I just like it. No, I agree 100%. And I think she being open like that and, and vulnerable, granted, you know, it was influenced by the, the Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think it just shows to her growth and her just being honest and in the moment, not trying to overthink it, just say it because. Mm-hmm. If he really wants to be there, he gonna be there and he gonna figure it out, make it happen. So I thought that was dope. Also, that was part of my like surprise thing that Dro was gonna be there. Uh, yeah, the fact that he's divorced. <laughs> yeah, but what we cheers to my divorce. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> I think we all saw that one coming. Yeah, and I'm, and like that just made me think even more about his situation in the sense of like he probably. Was it really- <laughs> yeah he's 100 percent. like i don't even think they was in an open marriage but Mm-mm. no way and <laughs> yeah it don't it don't don't even feel like it was also i thought it was funny because even when he was talking to her i felt like he was 
I feel like he wasn't necessarily trying to push up on her per se. Like I don't, but he didn't push away either. Yeah, I think it's, it's <laughs> you know it's the thing that you know we do sometimes when we try to see if um, they Bruno Mars the situation and left the door open a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think he was genuinely like doing his own thing. He hit her up, however, we wanted to connect. Um, he could have easily been talking about his whole divorce situation and like made it a whole thing, but I'm glad he didn't, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think he was trying to kind of see where test the waters is and all that stuff. So I'm glad. Oh, for sure. I'm glad it played out that way because also I felt like it was getting to a certain space where technically not in the same vein, but like how Lawrence and East's conversation was going like directly to the mm-hmm. source. He was more casual about it and wasn't as aggressive but it was still progressing into that like space where so like tell me about this dude whatever like you know what i mean like it was getting there where it's like "Eh, we don't need to talk about that that's not your concern no more uh at all and ain't yeah so how do you how do you feel about um the condola and isa conversation i mean i think in her reaction to it I think that's just kind of like how women are like in the sense of when they're presented in awkward situations with someone that they don't necessarily like, um, they may keep face. And I don't doubt that Issa doesn't feel those things per se. I just Mm -hmm. think that she doesn't really like, I don't think she thinks the kid is ugly or anything like that or all that, but I think it is one of the things where she sees Condola and Condola's pretty much living the life that she once, you know, maybe wanted. I, I'm not going to say she still wanted whatever, but in some ways, that's the life that she kind of thought she was going to have with Lawrence. And but they're not even together. Well, that's the thing. That's what I talked about in the beginning was that their perception of each other's relationship or their perception of each other's situations are so morphed and it's just based off of visual. Um, and he knows they know because Tiffany and um and Kelly told her. So when she said that to Nathan, she was lying. Oh, what, about the the baby? About him moving back to be with his girl and the baby. She's just like, yeah, I guess. Like, no, she knows they're not together. Mm. Which is why she went to call him in the first place that night. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. I mean, I still, you know what? Like, as much as that's like it was said, I still feel like in the back of her mind, like, even though that was what the conversation was, they're still getting along very well, which Mm -hmm. being that they had a relationship is probably like, Issa could be like, oh, like, yeah, maybe they're not together, but they're getting along really well. So Mm -hmm. maybe there is something there. It may not be like a full out relationship or anything like that, but they're spending all this time together. You're telling me like nothing's. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of like still like a little jealous eye. So I think even that conversation where I feel like Issa didn't have to have it, but I mean, I don't know if anyone really got anything out of it. I feel like the only person that really got any kind of closure or anything was Condola. Condola. Yeah. Where she was just like, yeah, I don't like to be around awkward energy (laughs) or whatever. But her energy be mad awkward. Like, girl, okay. Well, it's one of those things, too. I don't 
I don't blame her because she's really on the outside looking in. Like, I know they have their own friend group, but then also there's like people associated with them, so they immediately get tied in. And mm-hmm. Lawrence is, or she's like twice removed from the friend group. She like Derek Lawrence is Derek's friend, mm-hmm. and he became Derek's friend because of Issa. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even though they still made boys, like technically that those friendships were, or that friendship was created through Issa, and then to bring his baby mother into that, it's like twice removed. <laughs> no, she's Tiffany's friend. Remember, uh, because that's how they met. Was at Tiffany and Derek's baby shower. She invited Condola. Oh, shoot. I forgot all about that. I thought, I don't even remember how they met. That's crazy. (laughs) They met at the baby shower, which I feel like was foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's crazy. I didn't even realize that. Well, either way, I do think Issa's not, obviously, Condola's friend. So I feel like Issa is one of those people, she's just naturally awkward. And she was just trying to say nice things. And I feel like she genuinely meant them, but... I feel like mm-hmm. she didn't need to say it. But it was just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. Like, she's still, like, Issa still want Lawrence. So it's like, it's just an awkward conversation to have. It just felt like real fake. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Issa is just naturally awkward anyway. So that definitely don't help. Yeah. Also, did you notice randomly that uh, Prentice was in the joint? Yes. Yeah. As, yeah. as the way. Yeah. And he wrote and directed this episode. Okay. Yeah, I looked at her uh, when we took our little pause for the cause. He wrote and directed this one. Yeah, he um he was on his uh what's the dude from Marvel that be in the all his oh, Stanley. Stan- yeah, <laughs> he was on his Stanley journey. About to stand up in heaven. <laughs> I used to love his cameos, and I'm actually going to see Spider Man in the morning. And but I used to love his cameos. So when definitely when uh Prentice popped up, I'm like Prentice, boy, what you doing? But I feel like he popped up before. I think he popped up like once a season. Uh, I haven't paid attention that much to realize that. I just remember seeing him now. and I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel like he was like a bartender or something last season. I don't know. I have to I have to go back and look, but I think so. But overall, this, again, my favorite episode so far. Again, and, and everything took place in one setting yet again. I don't know if they don't have much of a, a traveling budget this season because every episode has been in one city. It was basic, I mean, the first episode, they was at the beach. They was at a restaurant. They was at uh, Jason Derulo's house. They was everywhere. So I guess they used up the budget for the first couple episodes. Yeah, Stanford. They was at Stanford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They was at Stanford. No, that was the first one, right? Yeah. And then the second one was uh, Jason Derulo. Yeah, I think so. The second one, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, what? There was something else that I was gonna say. I can't remember. We might just have to, you know, we might just have to save it for the live because uh, I believe we've gone over our time now. It's hard to tell because of our technical difficulties. But no, I would say before we uh, we head out, last mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Any any predictions? Any any last words? Uh-huh. Any anything you see on the forefront? I wonder if she gonna hit us with like the the classic black movies where they like show a still photo of the person and then put the text and it's got like 
Yeah, I'm hopeful. Yes, I'm hopeful for today. You know, playing in the background, and we know what happens with everybody. Um, we ain't got no time for no daydreams. We ain't got no time for Nathan. If it ain't getting to the nitty gritty of her getting back with uh, Lawrence, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. But I really hope that's what it comes to. But I feel like it's gonna come to one of those. I pick me over everybody type things. And I'll be the first to tell her, girl, it ain't no fun. I, I'm just it, telling you. It ain't no fun. <laughs> it, it, it's cute. <laughs> it's cute in the beginning. And then next thing you know, it's like 12 years later and you're still single. So, girl, get, go ahead and get with Lawrence and deal with him and his child and all that. Just do it. It's ghetto out here. <laughs> all I got to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> so for all those who are out here single, you might as well just get shacked up right now. Don't choose yourself. Don't ever. No, I'm playing. <laughs> it's so overrated. No, I'm kidding. I love me. But we all we got. I think. <laughs> I you know what I can see that situation happening as far as her choosing herself. Like, hundred percent can see that play out the way it is. Mm-hmm. I'm also like. I don't want it to be what we all expect. I I just don't want it to be as predictable. I do want Mm -hmm. it to be realistic. So I'm like really torn on what I think is going to happen in this last episode. Yeah. I just, it just be interesting because even like we talk about character growth on like all different ones as far as, you know, Issa, Molly, Kelly, Kelly. all different people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we ain't really talk about Nathan having his own character growth here where he's on his meds. He in a good place. He handling certain situations that would typically push them over in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, I don't think he did anything wrong in this situation that happened. They kind of, I don't either. Yeah, I think it blew up, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of tension in the room. But I think that's kind of what he was supposed to do. So, yeah, I don't know. I think to me, it's like he's shown a lot of growth, and I know obviously Issa's still not fully on board, and even though mm-hmm. she may act like she is. I just yeah. wonder what's going to happen with that. I think, obviously, that's the biggest thing here. And then, I don't know if this is just going to be centered around Issa and that situation, or is there going to be some other surprises or other things that are going to happen? Like, I mean, we already seen Molly and Torian come together. Like, I don't think nothing drastic is going to happen there. I hope um, not. You know, Tiffany and Derek, they're going to Denver, so that they already probably out by the time this new episode <laughs> come. Right. Um, and then I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what that means for like how this episode is going to play out. If it's just going to be focused around Issa, Lawrence, Nathan, or is there going to be some other elements that we don't expect that are going to come play a factor? So I was going to say, and now granted, we are coming into the last episode, so I highly doubt there'll be a lot of development with this. But did you notice that? I don't know. It, I don't know if it was like a you notice thing, but I don't know if Torian accepted the partnership job. They offered it, but I don't know if he accepted it. Because every time she brings it up, he gets kind of weird acting. So it leads me to like wonder: Did he accept it just because they offered it? So I don't know. But again, this is this would be like episode two. You know what I'm saying? type of uh prediction but he acted like kind of mad awkward 
like almost to be like, yeah, they offered it, but like, like he's not saying something. I don't know what it is, but he's not saying something. Yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting. I, I highly, I highly oh, doubt with it being. Damn, this, this just messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, go back and watch it, and you'll see. Uh, see if you pick up on what I picked up on. Uh, but. Because even when he brought the edibles and she's like, you know, well, we can celebrate. This could, you know, this could be us celebrating you make a partner. And he's like, yeah. It's, it wasn't like a sure, like, yeah, let's, you know, let's celebrate. And when um, when she said it, when the old girl said it, like, did they offer you partner? He's like, uh, yeah, they kind of did. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But again, I feel like if, I don't understand why they would bring that uh, it, I highly doubt that that would be a moment in the last episode because Torian is such a new character. Yeah. But I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I just felt it was strange, though. Nah, I don't... I, I agree with you. Now, in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that sounds wild. So mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see how that plays out. But damn, that just messed me up, not gonna lie. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, damn, yeah. <laughs> damn. I mean, I hope that he did, and I hope that I'm just reading too much into something, and it's not like he's going to drop a bomb on Molly like he's leaving to go to a, a firm across the country or something dumb like that, like where she'll have to leave with him or, you know, choose between, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. That was just what crossed my yeah. mind when I saw how, like, hesitant he was. Nah, it's, de- but it's definitely going to happen now. Because you, yeah. the way you mapped it out and now like presented it with all these facts, I'm like, yeah, it's 100 going to happen. So great, more, more is everybody just go leave. Everybody just go leave LA. Like, is that is that what it is? Yeah, this is a sign. Could be. Also, one thing we didn't bring up yet, and I, I know we always do this at the end, but did Issa pick Crenshaw and the Water Company? Hmm. Because when they was looking at that apartment, she's like basically saying she was in between the both of them. I could walk to Crenshaw's and I could take the train to ABH or whatever it's called. Oh, shoot. So I'm like, did she pick both? Or is this still like a, a, a moment of limbo of which one should I pick? Yeah. That one's a little bit more blurry of a situation because yeah, that one could easily be like, I haven't made a decision yet, but where this place is right now that we're looking to move is in between both. So if I decide mm-hmm. to go one way, yeah. this is what will happen. But it just made me wonder, like, did she still decide to work with Crenshaw? Because I wouldn't have, but you know, everybody different. Yeah. Everybody different. But yeah, so <laughs> you got any predictions? Nah, honestly, I, I'm out the prediction game. Clearly, I, I'm not as good as this as you are. So I'm going to just roll with what you said. And I think that sounds plausible. So there we are. I mean, I was just glad we got a fight out of out of Lawrence. That's all I wanted. That's I wanted a little fight. I wanted you to just, I mean, what's so wrong with being honest with somebody? It's not about like, you know what I'm saying? I want you to leave your boyfriend right now and be with me. But I feel like now she at least knows that it's not on shaky ground. She know where he's staying. That and that's I, that's all we was asking for. Let 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 her know where you stand so then she can make the decision. But if she don't know, you can't be mad at the decisions that she made. So, I mean, I'm happy that we we got that much. I just hope it ain't too little too late for homeboy because 
I'd like to see them together. And and nothing against Nathan. Like, I think he's great, but you just need to go back to Houston and get him a Houston girl to eat some barbecue with and right off into oh, the sun. Barbecue boy. Yeah. Oh, barbecue barber boy. <laughs> All I gotta say is I've been saying this for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the hive Hi. is alive. <laughs> we back and we back and we back. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to catch y'all on the live tonight and uh, 8 o'clock p.m. EST. Mm-hmm. Be there or be there. We talk about all things insecure. You don't want to miss it. And as we get ready for this uh, last episode, we're going to make some fun things. We dedicated our entire Change of Phases podcast uh, season to Insecure, so it'll be fun to wrap this season up with uh, some, some celebratory things. So be on the lookout for that, and we will see you tonight on Instagram Live. Yes, sir. Peace out. Oops.